0: While she wants to sell my monkey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the <laughs> Dying Alive podcast. My you going know, laugh on the intro mic? Like, was that, was I not muted? That's just unbelievable stuff for me. I was supposed to... I my no, mic this mic. is the intro now. I want everyone to know what happened. Um, so we're going to stick with this. I, I we're really sticking did. with it. Sorry. Okay, we're, we're going right past that now. Okay, I'm Jesse Marshall from the Athletic Pittsburgh. Enjoy. Joined as always by one co host that I can trust and rely on, Pat Dam from the Pens vlog.
1: I'm trying so hard to hold in (laughs) laughter. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't, I can't believe it. That was one of the most challenging things I've ever had to do was not laugh.
0: (laughs) Hi, Jessica. Also joined by by some schlum named Mike. Anybody else got anything? (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Ah, Mike Darnay of Pennsburg I uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan of a podcast called the Football Ramble. It's a premier League based podcast and every week the host leads in with a, a 1980s song lyric I thought, well what if I did the same thing and just age just totally jacked it uh, with no care in the world whatsoever but then also <laughs> implemented maybe like you know some sort of Mike Lang sang or something. You know, so I come right out of the gate. She wants to sell my monkey, and uh, Mike drops the ball. But here we are. <laughs>
1: <Not> <laughs>
0: Look, up. it's the first. I've just got back. Okay. Oh, that's
1: right. We, need, we need the all garden jump. report. Yeah?
0: No, there there are none. <laughs> um, wasn't looking for them. I will also say this: no breadsticks anywhere. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, the lack of breadsticks was made up for in other areas. It, but all of them. <laughs> In fact, it wasn't even in fact there, but here we are. You weren't checking. Uh, I come, weren't checking I, Yelp
1: reviews for Italy and breadsticks.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> uh, hey, I want to. Can I weasel in real quick right before this show starts? I didn't get a chance to participate in last episode's uh, Nathan Legary um, sort of a celebration of of life and hockey, and uh, I wanted to chime in real quick to support the statements that were made. Uh, on the prior episode, and ad that Liguri uh, scored quite the juicy one in overtime Saturday. It's on my Twitter timeline. You might want to check it out. Um, and I wanted to make sure I stand him before the show started officially. Hey, and even that's though good.
1: even though most listeners would know, why don't you let people know what that Twitter handle is? There, Jesse. Well, that's uh, at
0: JMarshFof. There you go. Thanks for the. <coughs> no, thank you. <laughs> good. I'm glad we laid that out. Look, we can't. Uh, we're we're coming right up on the forty-eight hour Josh Yoey deadline here, folks. Uh, the Jack Johnson trade deadline. Josh uh, reported that, well, uh, has been reporting uh, that there's movement, you know, on the back back end of the uh, uh, Penguins front office here for the Jack Johnson trade. It's it's been purported as can we say imminent? Is forty-eight hours imminent? I would say,
2: in, in- – and. I believe should we, his,
0: ask, should we ask Kiefer Sutherland?
2: The spinoff yeah, of 24 sucks. <laughs> um, his his report did say was according to a Penguins front office source and an NHL independent source.
0: Yeah, and that's not to uh, discount either what Drager said uh, last week, which was I believe was on Thursday. So this is like it's been kicking about, um, and I, I you know I think we're all waiting. Well, everyone is waiting with sort of like this baited breath anticipation. One, uh, because it's sort of like a Scuderi esque exit, I think. Uh, one that is probably a little bit overdue. And then, uh, on the other hand, you're kind of terrified at what the actual trade's going to look like.
2: Yeah, and I kind of I feel kind of like a Ian Cole vibe too. That I don't think he's going to play until he gets
0: traded. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope. I mean, no, <laughs> oh, I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, they—they—they they, yeah, I, I, they basically came out ahead. today and said that they expect Marino to be on the roster out of camp. So
0: that's sure. So he's made the team. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, I
1: mean, I know we're—I we're know, we're know we're going to—I know we're going to get to it. It's just kind of uh, building on what Mike said, where you figure if that guy's making the roster, that usually means... okay, don't don't get upset. I'm not upset. Okay. I'm just you know making sure you know <laughs> nothing ahead.
2: <laughs> Listen, we're just get, fine. we're
1: just getting you back from a different continent, so we got to make sure we're. A guy pressure. of your height
0: rarely ever gets ahead. I had to get that. I want to get it in. You know, uh, it's like you come back. Uh, you get, you don't want to get hit, right, Mike? You know, you want to get hit in the boards. Yeah. Um. A, is a year of practice. Mm-hmm. You. you sh- I showed up to camp late. I was a holdout. <laughs> um. Fucking I deeper. wanted more breadsticks. You know, I get back to camp. I I need somebody to hit me. Just gotta you know, get, is... just going to get an easy shot in, just to yeah. just to get warmed up. That that short joke was my packet of mustard. That's, oh god, ab- that was that's so absolutely, gross!
2: Oh. absolutely disgusting. Well,
0: it's definitely disgusting. Does using... anybody has anybody uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about? Even living under a rock, Mark 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 uh sucked down a packet of mustard the other night on the bench, which is supposedly supposed to prevent cramping. Now, has anyone looked into the science behind this? I, know uh, I have did. not,
2: but it, it it makes sense given the sodium aspect.
0: What did Peep find? That
2: I don't know. It was something about CrossFit. <laughs> I mean, I personally, if I was, I would go more for pickles.
0: We know we don't. We know well, you got yeah, pickle do... juice, right? I mean, that's the people who run yeah. marathons; they yeah. do that, right? And we know yeah. you don't
1: like mustard, Mike. I've seen those hot dogs on your Twitter timeline.
0: You Correct. fucking heathen. Hey, I'm not convinced that it's. Um... As much for you know cramping as I think it's it's sort of like a smelling assault in the fact that it's so disgusting. Maybe he just, just like you. Yeah, um, but anyway, I want to go back to this Jack Johnson thing because um, oh, that's right. That's the, what, that is what we were talking about. The fool, the fools out there, the fools will say, "Oh, Jesse's being alarmist." Okay, I want you to know if you are saying that, you are a fool. Okay, because you know. I go back to – I take this back to Ron Hainsey for a minute, OK? Because there were times uh, during that cup run where Ron Hainsey made, I think, just about everybody really uneasy, right? <laughs> it wasn't always glorious. Um, there, he had that uh, whack it out of the zone mentality sometimes. But then on the flip side of that, he dangles James Neal on scores. Yeah. You know? So there's these moments of brilliance the sort of intermingled and, and you can never uh, – uh, question the guys want to put it on the line you know that was always there um now it, it, they won uh, you can kind of say in spite of a not having chris letang and b having to play ron hansley on a regular basis um those th- those gambles don't always pay off and that's like going you walk into the casino slap a bunch of money down on black you double up you go home you tell all your friends three weeks later you go back to the casino you take all that money you put it on black you lose you know, it doesn't always it's just the way things work uh, in this case of Jack Johnson, I, I would go as far as to say, um, and again, the fool will call me alarmist, but I would go as far as to say that he was so bad last year. Uh, whether you want to judge that via uh, eye test or uh, data or a combination of both, that the, I don't know that the Penguins, uh, in their current state, uh, you know, years down the line with a you know much different team, would have been able to sustain him playing in excess of 15 minutes a night.
1: Right. And I've said it before on, on here. It's not like having a 12th forward who you can hide pretty well on the left or right wing on the fourth line. Hell, you can even kind of hide a sixth defenseman on the bottom pairing and, shelter the minutes, utilize them correctly so you minimize the damage, which is kind of what they did with Hainsey on that
0: run. But or, or, Pat, not to interrupt you, but think about a guy like a Chad Ruedel, to your point.
1: Right, yeah, that's what I'm getting at, is that you, when a guy doesn't have a ton of upside, but he's not an active anchor or liability, you can hide him, you can shelter him, you can use him to not so much his strength, but more so you can minimize his weaknesses. And the difference here is the weaknesses are so vast with Johnson's game that it's impossible to hide.
0: I don't want to create an unreasonable expectation by saying this. However, I think for what Eric Goodbranson is and and his results – uh, I think last year for the Penguins were. Eh. <laughs> you look at it and you say, "That's a lot better than I expected." Is it good? Well, it's probably not good, right? But it's, you do you live with it. It's okay. It's not a detriment, right?
2: Yeah. When you're right? when you're expecting absolutely terrible and you get
0: serviceable, it's it's fine. It was, absolutely, it's fine. It's no big deal. And uh, in the case of of Branson, let's in this conversation now is about being aware of your environment. Okay, because Eric Goodbranson Branson comes in and he looks a little bit quicker, slimmed down a little bit. F- uh, feet are moving; you can see his feet moving out there. And, and I think in camp you saw instances where uh, he would start to move before he distributed the puck. You know, it wasn't a pick your head up and and or not even pick your head up for that matter. Just whack it. You know, the aforementioned uh, uh, Hainesy Skidari maneuver. Uh, this is a guy who's kind of like taking a couple steps, and then and you know the first thing he says when he gets here is, "Well, yeah, I don't. This is a pretty quick team, and I got to get a little faster. So I worked on my foot speed." And They're like, "Oh, great! You know that's great. That's <laughs> makes sense." I, and then you know with Jack Johnson, uh, he says, "Well, I've got to, I I got I had to get more athletic <laughs> and stronger."
1: Well, I also I can't remember. I think it was one of you guys that said it. On the show when uh we first when they first got him, I it might have been it might not have but I remember seeing somewhere somebody said that. You look at the two teams he played for previous to getting to Pittsburgh, Florida when they were terrible, Vancouver who is terrible. I think there's a little something to be said to be going to a better and a better team and even a potential contender that. It ups your game psychologically. It helps what's going on between the ears. You're more just, you're more locked in. You're more focused. You're more willing to put the work in to get better and to adapt your game than you are on a team that's trying to not so much tank, but a team that's really not in it. Maybe only fighting, inclined to maybe just miss the playoffs. And then you come to a team that has the expectation of. We need to win the Stanley Cup. It's cup or bust. And I think there is a little something to that
0: theory. And he said that. So um, you know, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he spoke to that. And and one of the things he said uh, at the onset of camp was when he got off the plane, uh, he just felt like something had changed. Um, you know, that maybe that element exists. I mean, who knows? Maybe those, that's one of the un, the great unquantifiables of sports. You can only take his word for it. Um, he was pretty open about sharing it and said, he went out of his way to say no disrespect meant to Vancouver. Um, you know, I w- he was treated really, he went out of his way to say yeah, I was treated very well there. That was the exact quote. Um, but there was a, but at the end. Um, you know, this is just a much, you know, different uh, experience and environment. So look, the, the book's still out, right? It's, there's, we don't have enough to, to you know, really uh, uh, even, you know, thumb our nose at here as far as his results are concerned. There's not enough time spent, especially because that Islander series was so short um, that we didn't really get to accumulate a, a large sample size. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, again, um, you like, I think, again, the, the environmental awareness to be able to say, um, if I'm going to thrive here or at least keep my head above water, I've got to be able to fit in with everybody else and, and, and make this work. Um, and, and skating is the, my is you know going to be my route to that. Um, I think that's admirable at best, if yeah, nothing I, else. I think
2: there's something to say about recognizing where you need to fix your game to a point.
0: Which leads us, uh, uh, obviously, you know. Um, we may have to do a Dying Alive emergency podcast if uh, if uh, Jack Johnson does get traded. So, you know, uh, so we may have to sound the uh, alarm and throw up the uh, rum and coke signal um, uh, into, uh, into the sky. Um, we got to talk about John Marino, no relation to Dan. Um, I had this epiphany. Actually, they, because- are, they are cousins, actually. <sighs> really? No. <laughs> that's, that's a that's a joke i been running with. You really broke my neck on oh, that though. Like almost, I 100 percent thought. I, yeah, no, you did get me. All right. No, 100. percent I'm embarrassed. It's been, my, it's been my joke for about a week. It's well, two times now. You've ruined the show for me.
1: <laughs> well, for Je- Jesse, let me pull you. Ba- <laughs> let me pull you back real quick. All I could think of when Mike said it's that. It's going for the natural hat trick here, Pat. All I could think of when Mike said that, and uh, your your response was. And they were roommates.
0: <laughs> That's a really good reference. A really good vine reference for those of you that may be uninitiated. And they were roommates. Oh my God, they um, were roommates. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, uh, a man is sitting on a porch and uh, there's a woman on the phone and she dramatically says, and they were roommates, and he just repeats it. That's the whole vine. Uh,
2: so Congratulations. Now, now, you, now you
0: know. <laughs> Uh, I went on Twitter um, and said that I thought that John Marino was uh, like a, a sort of a baby Paul Martin uh, reincarnated. And then like some people kind of took me to task on it. And I'm not going to say I was wrong because I've never been wrong. But uh, that was a joke. <laughs> but um, I just people thought, I just made found some really good points title. that he – he. Um, was a little bit more aggressive, obviously, right? Like, I think was maybe, like, you know, looking for contact a little bit more um, and maybe carried the puck a little bit differently. So there's, like, a lot of good points. So I kind of call him, I think now he's the Dumo Schultz, right? Because it kind of sounds cool in German, um, like a scary thing that you would encounter in the woods. Like, oh, it's the Dumo Schultz. And he's kind of both players, I think. A little bit of Brian Dumoulin's aggressiveness and gap control combined with, like, skating and puck movement of a Justin Schultz. Now look, he hasn't played in an NHL game yet. Let's not, you know, you know <laughs> let's not get too carried away here. But um man, like every time you watch him like, goddamn, like where'd that come from? Imagine the Oilers misevaluating this defensive talent. <laughs> <laughs> shocking shocking How did development we end up here. <laughs> shocking development
2: that the Oilers misidentified a talent.
1: That's very uncharacteristic of them. And I also add to that, Jesse. He doesn't have nearly the goatee of confidence that Paul Martin did. Not one damn bit. No.
0: no. But uh, but uh, overall, I do agree
1: with you. I mean, it, I think he
0: lacks that menace, just that Minnesota. You know, it's not there.
1: <laughs> he'll never ha- he'll never have the same GIF pref- uh the same GIF legend that Paul Martin has. Him doing the. Uh, The head shake, yeah, so good. uh, It was elite. But overall, I I do agree with your assessment of him in the couple of games I've gotten to watch. He's been very sound positionally, which given that he's a young player and specifically a young defenseman, that's a trait not a lot of them have at the NHL level because when you adapt to just the speed and the stage of the game, it's really hard to keep that, in your in your toolkit right away. You have to adapt to the speed. you have to adapt to kind of the <coughs> reality of playing in the National Hockey League. And similar to what I was saying about Legare uh, last episode, even though Legare got sent back, Marina's likely going to be on the team. Just ha- being able to do that right off the right off the hop is impressive it shows a level of maturity that you like to see in young players.
2: Yeah. And in the current state of the NHL with how hard it is to stay under the salary cap for intending teams, when you can get that kind of talent for cheap money, that's where you need to thrive.
0: Um, speaking of young defensemen, I've been watching Caitlin Addison uh, since he got back and he reminds me every bit of Chris Letang at the same age. Seems good. Not maybe in the sense he's probably less physical, so I'll change that. But um, has he cross-checked the ref yet? No. Good. What about Evander Kane? Did you guys see that? I did. Ten game suspension, maybe? Huh?
2: Yeah.
1: I
0: don't get it.
1: I really don't.
2: Did I mean, like, I mean, what I don't get is the piss and vinegar
0: in a preseason game i even that's just I think that's just a van, they, like well, uh, I Evander mean, is Malkin like in the, the sense that like they need that.
2: Just you know they just, the the switch just flips.
0: Yeah, I think they only have one speed. A credit to them, you know. Uh, I mean like yeah. look like at Gino look at Gino in that last uh that last preseason game. I mean when the penalty he took at the to, uh, late point in the game. E- there.
1: Even all that aside, the thing I don't get about that is they're going with that. Like we're going, we're referencing the, the uh, abusive official thing, right? Uh-huh. The linesman just kept getting in the way. Like, yeah, I, like, but, like, okay, I, like, I thought about like, that, like, right? Like, I, I, thought about I mean, that. I mean, I get, he's trying to break it up, but the thing that they're referencing is Kane I mean, I'm not excusing the slash Kane put on the guy because that's just bullshit regardless, but you could see Kane was winding back for that. And, he still gets in the way. Like when to like is, as rare as fighting is now when a fight starts to happen, linesmen just get the fuck out of the way. Like, yeah, like, I mean, like, and, and not to mention the linesman gets all pissy after he gets hit, dude, you saw it coming. And not even if you didn't see it coming, that's an occupational hazard. Like you're a linesman in an NHL game.
0: <clears throat> but here's the thing though, Pat, like yeah. McCain knew he was there too. Did he? Yeah, like I mean, if I think if 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 the if the ref so boldly saw Kane's swing coming, then Kane had to know that he was there too. Like that's just you can't. In my opinion, in my opinion, this is just where I'm at with this. That is not a time where you can take a swing like that and, and it ever be okay. Like it, it you're it's the proximity wise, you're too close. Like there's people. Like I, I just to me that's just a bad look. Period. I kinda get it, if you're away, like, if you're away, but it had gone on for so long that it was, like, to me, you know what I mean? Like, that that would have been appropriate at the initial part of the scrum, but I felt like he kind of, like, it, it to, did it too late.
2: <laughs> you know I mean? to, to, to go with what you're saying, it reminded me, in a way, of when you see two doofuses fighting at, like, a professional sporting event where there's kids around. It's like you're throwing punches across an aisle where there's three kids in the middle. Well, there's going to be collateral damage, right? Yeah. I mean, in that point, you have to be aware that there's children in between you and
0: the idiot you're trying to fight. I get what Pat's saying, though. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. The official definitely handled it poorly. I mean, there's no question about that. I also, no question about that. I also
1: think a lot of my anger on it comes stems from the fact that—
0: You used to abuse officials yourself yes, at IUP? All the time. All the time. Is
1: that born out of there was just an IUP commercial on ESPN Monday Night Football?
0: No, but that's where you played college hockey. So. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like an obvious. But anyway, I don't. I didn't feel like that needed explaining. But anyway,
1: the thing that that pisses <laughs> that pisses me off more about it is like that they are so willing to be like, "Well, there's abusive official ten games." Like, okay, but we're not going to talk about the slash. We're not going to talk about all the other bullshit players do in the league that you like. Mealy mouth, go, well, we we, we can't have, can have this in the game. We, there's no place in the game for this. Uh, so he's been fined $250,000.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, I get why they have a automatic suspension for this. I would like to see the same thing for head contact.
0: Cool. Yeah. Not
2: not saying 10 games.
0: but Let's turn the clock back to 2006. Yeah. <laughs> and make that you know, comment. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but I think I think um,
2: I think
1: that's really where the the majority of my anger over this is stemmed from is that like all the, all the shit that goes on from certain players whether it's head contact fighting slashing all the other bullshit and it's you know oh well we're reviewing it we're reviewing it we're reviewing it and he's fined as soon as it's like whoa his stick touched a linesman so uh we're looking at ten games like okay so you can easily suspend on that but you can't suspend on anything else like
0: yeah, I'll be honest with you though, Pat. It happened. That happened in a game. Um, my, f- I, 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 he, I, he's not going to listen to this. So my friend Ryan did that one time, and I'll tell you what. His was a lot. His swing was a lot higher. <laughs> it was a lot like neck level type stuff, and he made contact with everybody. It wasn't just the official <laughs> or the opposing player, it was sort so he, of like so, um, he, so he, he got his money it was almost help. like a it was almost like a scythe situation Ooh. you know yeah
2: like, like a uh lightsaber
0: yeah, he got suspended for a really long time
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty suspension worthy
0: yeah, this is one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen i like apologize to the official. I was Like, man, I'm sorry, it's deal with us. <laughs> You're like, I because you know that guy's not getting paid, like, he's getting paid like 15 bucks for that game, you know, 15 bucks to get hit in the neck of the stick by some crazy kid <laughs> from Beaver County, you know,
1: <laughs> like, you goddamn savage is
0: out in the woods. This is how you play hockey in the woods, anyway. Anyway, um. Where was I going with this? Oh, we, okay. So here's what we're going to do. We were somehow
1: um, talking about John Marino and it turned into yeah, Beaver County we're skipping people that now. Um, swiping
0: it refs. Last year, uh, we wasted our time doing horrendous over-under picks. Uh, the people uh, in the community, in the Dying Alive community, the fans of the show, the, the, the wonderful listeners, were kind enough to transpose our over-under projections onto Excel spreadsheets and PDF documents that were very nice to look at. Uh, we are once again going to crowdsource this project, and additionally, I'm going on the record with everyone this time because last time I kind of facilitated it, right? Yeah, this yeah time people, I, I,
2: people kind of people yelled at you for being indifferent. They did, and
0: it was fair. I got taken to task. I think it's fair. Um, Declared yourself the quiz
1: master. <laughs> I did. Is that a thing that exists? I heard it somewhere on an ESPN show. It's got to be a thing, right?
0: Okay, right. Feel like so we're going to do the, the same thing. Um, we are going to we're going to project. Is what we're going to do. We're going to predict the future. Some of these are really hard. These. These are uh, Dom Luchison's, um projections uh, from his model on The Athletic, on Athletic.com. He does these every year. Uh, Bang-up job, by the way, just unbelievable stuff. So this is uh, – some of these I'm going to tell you right now are, 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 <laughs> are really difficult. Let's get right to it. We're going to start with Alex Galchenyuk. You ready? Over, under, 19 goals. Over. Oh, Mike's right in.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the over because I think he's going to get power play time and he looked good in the preseason on the power play, so I think that's going to translate to some goals. Push.
2: Ooh. Oh yeah.
1: really uh, stepping <laughs> out on the ledge with that one there, Jesse really uh, really taking a risk.
0: I am because I only have one number that can win for me. Yeah. you've got every number above 19. Let's go to the next one. (laughs) This one's... um, Oh, yeah. Dom's right. I'm just going to follow what Dom says. Let's see. Let's see what... uh, Let's see where our hearts take us on this one. (laughs) Dominic Simone. Over, under, eight goals. I'm going to go under. The analytical darling, Dominic Simone. I'm going under. Mr. Mr. Corsi. I'm going to say over. I am also going to go over. I just don't see any way that he's going to like shoot as, with the, the shittiest sh- shooting percentage that he had last year. And at some point, he'll probably end up being the third-line center for a while and probably end up on Crosby's line for a while. I mean, There's going to be opportunities. He'll be a jack-of-all-trades sort of and uh, he, player he there. He had
1: a below, a below-average or below-replacement level, whatever you want to call it, shooting percentage last year. That's not sustainable for as good as he is in the offensive zone.
0: No, I I agree with that. Yeah, well said, Patrick. Here's one for you. Nick Bugstad. Assuming he's a penguin. (laughs) My God, please don't trade him. If they trade Bugstad, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. um, 31 points. Over. Taking a page out of Jesse's book, Push. Wow. Okay, because I'm very comfortable with going over here.
1: I, I, he, he strikes me as a player that he does so many things well other than put up points that if he's not putting up points, we're not going to be pissed off about it.
0: Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah. I think from an environmental perspective, though, that third line has the potential to be a real monster.
1: I agree, but if he gets in the, if he gets in the neighborhood of 30, 35, 40 points, I am more than happy.
0: Here's a fun little tidbit for you guys, a little snack, if you will. I uh, used Sean Tierney's uh, projected war calculator to plug in a third line of Nick Bukestad, um, Patrick Hornquist, and a variety of other players uh, at the left swing, including Dominic Cahoon. And the projected full season war was about three uh, for that line, which is impressive because last year the Penguins were barely breathing uh, in that uh, in that environment. And uh, and also, uh, you think about a Crosby line's about a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, pretty positive for your third line. Yeah, if
1: your thir- if your third line is getting uh, wins. that's there. above average. If, yeah, right? so if, above if, if your third line is getting around two, three wins above replacement, you are in good shape.
0: That's six points in the standings, folks. Um, here's one for you guys. Jake Gensel, the man who made us all look stupid um, on last year's over. No, wait, we got that right, didn't we? I don't ah, remember. We'll have to check the notes. Anyway, uh, I think we all got it wrong. 36 goals for Jake Gensel.
1: I'm going to say under. Wow. I'm going to go over. I I say under, but not by a lot. Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, 20. But I think he'll get between 30, 35.
0: I think Jake Gunsel is going to score 38 goals this year. So I'm taking over. I could have just said that. (laughs) Yeah, you could have. (laughs) Here we are. All right, Evgeny Malkin. Uh, hotly contested, right, uh, The the coming off the now quote-unquote worst season of his career, which really wasn't terrible by any stretch. Um, but uh, Dom's got him coming in at 88 points. Over.
1: He's going to be in the 90s this year. I can just feel it.
0: Yeah. Push, Push from Michael. I'm going to also take the over here. I mean, for
1: for the preseason being as inconsistent and stupid as it is, he just he started to look like he had that gallop again that he was missing last year, So where like he just had that confidence of the pucks on his stick and he's being demonstrative the way only Evgeny Malkin can, and if he keeps that up into the season, that's nothing but positive.
0: Yeah. Um, Crosby himself, the man himself, who we're hoping, um, makes an appearance against the Stabers uh, this week, um, not by the way, walking with an apparatus, uh, did take a small brief hop on the ice. I would say hop in the sense that he went out, sort of spun around and then came off, um, the other day, but, uh, status up in the air either way. Over under ninety two points for uh, old uh, old man said. I'm going over. I'm just gonna get that out of the way right now.
2: Yeah, I'll go over. <laughs> also,
1: yeah, what the hell? I'm gonna take the over too. I, he just he looked so good at the end of the year last year. You can't not think that's gonna carry over.
0: No, he looks so good in the limited viewing we got him camping in the preseason. So and he um, and he has
1: said as much that in this off season, the one thing he's been working on is speed, which... How? Yeah, that's... Well, he looks svelte.
2: Yeah. That he, much is good, for sure. Good word choice.
1: My man my man looked fit when he was getting his number retired by the QRS. Oh, I was just going to say, so. how
0: depressing was that? You know, I was like... I've never been more acutely aware of my own mortality... <laughs> <laughs> than I was watching that. Because... I also because I'm old enough because I'm old enough to remember going through this with Mario Lemieux and that like signs started to appear you know what I mean hold, hold on like shit like this happened you going through you know, go, like, going through what with Lemieux him him coming to the end of his career oh oh you you getting this sense that like hey this isn't gonna last forever
1: so I was like, "What? Did you go to his number retirement ceremony in Laval?"
0: No, I did not. <laughs> no, um, but anyway, I mean, you know, you just you don't ever want it to end. That's really what it comes down to. Oh, you yeah. know, you're blessed. This 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 is where if you're not and you're listening to the show, sit your ass down. This uh, January, in a Tuesday night against uh, Florida on the road, it's not going to be anybody there. So we dead. We a lifeless, rivalryless game. That's the night you sit down and you just do nothing but watch Sidney Crosby. You know, f- forget the puck. Screw the puck. Just watch him. More often than not, you're watching the puck anyway because he has it. But <laughs> you know, take some time and just think about the things he's doing uh, when he's not involved in the play. And that's the, that's where you can sit back and be like, wow. Even on a Tuesday against Florida on the road, this is ridiculous. That's why you never get tired of going back and watching tape on Mario Lemieux. It'll never, it'll never happen. It's always going to be enjoyable because you're like, shit, you know, this happened once. You know, I can't believe that I lived through this. Uh, anyway, before we all want to just no, uh, no and
2: I,
1: before <laughs> hold on, I said it last week uh, when when Mike and I talked about uh, Tan. And everybody's upset, rightfully so, about the term of that contract and everything surrounding it. But in the short term, he is going to help. And where we are in the Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin era of the Pittsburgh Penguins, we just need to absolutely live in the here and now. We're getting to that point. Now, I'm firmly of the belief that I think we're We still got a good, good few years to go, but it's in the single digits that we're not going to be able to enjoy these two anymore. So don't get yourself wrapped around the axle of, oh, this guy signed for six years and blah, 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 blah. That's a six-year-from-now problem, guys, or a four-year-from-now problem. We worry about this year.
0: That's where this organization is. Period. End of story. Okay, let's move on to the defense because I've got a couple more for you. Uh, Chris Letang, um, coming off what was really a good year. Let's be honest. I mean, you're out of your mind if you don't think he had a good year last year. Uh, Fifty-six points,
1: over. Yeah, over, but not by a lot. Uh, it'll yeah, be, it'll, it'll, I, uh, it'll be a good season for Letang. I can't
0: go under, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go over. Yeah, uh, Justin Schultz over under six goals.
2: Over. Agree. Over. H- yeah.
0: His preseason was.
1: And I know it's preseason, but he just looked tremendous
0: all preseason. These next two are really fun. Oh, boy. I always love a good Brian Dumoulin goal prediction. So for this year, we're going to go over under Brian Dumoulin at four goals. That is a
1: hard push for me. And
0: here's what we're going to do. No, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go four and a half so you can't push. Ooh. Four and a half. I'm under. Set, yeah, under. I am also going to go under. Eric Goodbranson. Over under 12 points. Over. Yeah, I'll say over two.
1: I think he's going to have uh, another surprising surprising run.
0: I, I, I would also say this. I wouldn't be shocked if you got a glimpse of Eric Goodbranson letting some bombs go because he can rip them. I mean, that's the one thing you can say about the is Like when he gets it, it, he he's one of those players that can get the oomph on it on a quarter slapper and you'd be like, damn, how did he do that? You know?
2: Yeah. The, I mean, because when, when you factor in his size and his stick and all that, he just lets him rip.
0: Oh, sure. So so he's going to get some opportunities to, to get the puck on the net. And, you know, with deflections and everything else that can happen in those situations – it's kind of crazy to me to think that he can't accidentally get thirteen points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, you could put me uh, on. A, I once, I once, uh, when I was younger, played uh, with a kid named Mike Guzan, and I, I just, I didn't do anything. He stood there. <laughs> when I, lived, I just stood there, and Mike just put put it in off me. You know, and I had like the best year of my hockey, like, recreationally playing life. It was like two point five points per game. I wasn't responsible for any of those. I just happened to be standing there. <laughs> you, know, so like, you know, I, I feel works. that, you know, I feel that anyway. Cool. All right. So, uh, anybody out there who loves us and is willing to, do pro bono transcribe these, I'm just going to tell you, now. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And that's not a threat. I'm just saying, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to do it.
2: Not going to make him feel obligated. Like he has to do it like he did last year, but shout out to Matt Schaefer. He did a remarkable job, uh, Putting it together last year with our predictions.
0: Yeah, that pressure, Matt. Peer pressure. Yeah, that pressure, Matt. Anyway, yeah.
1: hold on though. If you could do us a favor,
2: <laughs> little little quid pro quo, a little
0: topical humor for you. Um. Well, I get it. I get it. All right, hit the hit the uh, hit the music. i love to hear from the people okay power to the people yeah we have a twitter account now it's uh at dying pod uh, is the name of the show's account um and we won't we we'll, won't we'll get into the mystery people behind it but some hands in the book po- you never know who you're talking to when that accounts on yeah they're gonna maybe it's a celebrity maybe it's eric estrada you don't know <laughs>
1: Of all the celebrities in all the land you go with Eric Estrada. Damn right. Fucking right chips.
0: Man, why not? <sighs> all right, well if um Kay. Mike Mike's lungs are willing. I'm trying. Uh let's see. Here's a good question.
2: This is uh this one's interesting. It's from flagrant swag Asks Oh, from- I like
0: that. To rank
2: in order of difficulty for a non-professional individual to pull off, got three options here. Need to rank them.
0: Okay. Okay. So the hardest thing for just Joe Schmo. Correct. Okay.
2: Option one: getting ten hits in a major league baseball season.
0: Ten hits in a season. Okay. So so
2: that's one hit every sixteen games. Option two: rushing for one hundred total yards in an NFL season. That's six six yards per game, pretty much. And assuming they can skate, scoring five goals in an NHL season. It's a goal every 16 games. Now,
1: am I answering this as me or as Joe Schmo? I would say...
0: <coughs> I would say think of yourself. Yeah. Agreed. Easiest is going to be NHL. Now, hmm. I'm, here's the thing, though. I once watched Kelly Buckberger go 82 games without scoring a goal. <laughs> I mean, but I just it, <laughs> think about that. I don't though. even know
1: if I would say easiest, but I would say most likely.
0: And I'm not saying that like I'm good or anything. I'm terrible at hockey, and Kelly Buchberger dusts me, even at his age today. Yeah, I agree. It, but I, I, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go. F- overall, hardest difficulty is rushing for 100 total yards in the NFL. No yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. I, yes. <laughs> no way. See, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You don't you're here's you're my, here's, here's severely here's discounting re- how fast re- Oh god, sorry.
2: No, I mean,
0: you, 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 think think about this, Pat, okay? Think about yourself. Your or, or or your size and your speed. And then think about Devin Bush. Yeah, I would And you tell me I would die. And you're making it to the you're making it to the line of scrimmage. Let's assume On a handoff. Let's assume even from a Let's even assume you have a fullback. Let's say, like, <laughs> Xavier Grimble's in there. And, like, oh, he's a tight end. What I was going to say was, like, I don't let's know, this, assume. I can't remember the name of the Steelers' fullback because they never use him. Who is it? Dan Kreider. Thank you. No. <laughs> you <laughs> asshole. Uh, anyway, um, th- no, I'm telling you right now, that is the hardest one. It's the speed I mean, differential, my, is at its greatest right there.
2: But my personal concern would be not getting up after I get hit. But think, but think about
1: this. Even some of the worst pitchers in the MLB can just have the bottom fall out of a pitch. Like they have, I've, they, they, have I've, they have proven scientifically one of the hardest things to do is to hit an MLB pitch. So ten hits is a stretch.
0: I don't. I don't. I disagree. I, you can bunt. You disagree you know? with science? <laughs> yeah. You. you I mean, where's the science on the football part? Like I I
2: don't I, have, I I'm with Jesse. I wouldn't if I got hit by a linebacker, I wouldn't get up.
1: Over six so over I'm sixteen going,
2: games I could probably find a way to grind out like
1: ten yards a game, maybe. Impossible,
0: Pat. Impossible. We need we need, every, we need to here's, let's call, let's no, call no, no, it. Hold, hold on, hold on. If we wait, 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 wait. For every unsuccessful attempt Pat has, he's losing five yards. So you get blown up behind the line of scrimmage two times. You now have to gain 20 yards to get your 10, making it almost doubly impossible you still sure that you can <laughs> grind up 10 yards? you still sure? No,
1: I'm not. But I'm saying in the hierarchy of things, are going to be the hardest to do. It's going to be the hardest to hit an MLB pitch.
0: I disagree. I think that's going to be – I have that ranked easiest. You are out of your
2: fucking <laughs> no, mind. I have that, I have no, that ranked I'm with, easiest. I'm with Jesse so far.
0: I've long maintained in a group of friends – and shout out to my friend Zach Dawson <laughs> – We've I've long maintained to him that I could hit point six I could hit 0. 060 in the MLB. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: guys are nuts. I've, I've never been, played
0: baseball. I I've just got, want to clarify got, that. Got I played beat. baseball I'm,
1: and there's no way I could hit an MLB pick. None. I've got remarkable okay. vision.
0: Second level difficulty. I'm gonna put a hockey there. Okay. Back to the Mike Guzana yeah. effect because yeah. I did score a lot of points standing in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm telling you now, my skating is a major detriment. Um, and then at the most hardest difficulty, I'm going to go uh, NFL.
2: I agree.
1: Uh, I, I mean, it's MLB, NFL, NHL for me.
0: Okay. <coughs> Next one.
2: <clears throat> uh, Tony Pearsall asks, favorite wing sauce at Big Shop Bob's?
0: I have 150 children. You're asking me to pick a favorite. I'll see if, you,
2: if you if you steal mine, I'm going to be mad.
0: That's well, it. I'm going to obviously be partial to the ones that I invented. So William Henry Harrison's and Frank Sinatra's. I like the uh, hot garlic parm. Now, fuck. I'm also Mike, to- <laughs> that's
2: what I was going to go with.
0: <laughs> now I'm also going to tell you, there is nothing. Sometimes, if I'm in the mood, better. Uh, then a taco beaver falls which is just to die for uh, the pigeon wings are great if you're in first sweeter buffalo if you like dry wings and you're not eating the game changers honestly check yourself into the hospital because there's something wrong with you <laughs> um uh the the jamaican jerk with parm is the william henry harrison by the way and it's just absolutely unbelievable there's also a ranch on that
1: i was gonna ask which um, one it was because i was like i want to know how you go with William Henry Harrison is a name. You,
0: yeah, I have a long-standing history with Big Shot Bobs, and I've eaten every wing on the menu. I've had every flavor, so I've kind of thought long and hard about creating a hotline on the internet where I serve as like a Big Shot Bob sommelier, in the sense that like if you're not sure what to get, I can tell so, you exactly yeah. what, so, it or what it is so and what it tastes tell like. Tell me
2: what you like. Tell me what you don't like.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you in the mood for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I'm really good friends with Matt Circone. Uh, shout out to Matt and, and all he's, the empire that Matt's built because that place started um, with a small shop in Avalon and Coriopolis. Yeah, shout, shout
2: out to Big Shop Bobs. There's one opening in White Oak soon.
0: I mean, it, it just keeps on going. All
1: right, RIP to the one in Penn Hills, man. That was rough.
0: Yeah. Um, RIP to the one in Aliquippa for that matter. But they're successful more than they fail. And uh, the captain and the job Bob himself, or I mean, you know about are, uh, you know about, proud. You
1: know about the Penn Hills one, right, Jesse?
0: I don't No, I don't know. It burnt oh, it You bl- have to. I'm I'm ignorant to all I things think. South Elk. It burnt to the ground.
1: Oh man, that's terrible. There was a really bad gas line that basically caught fire, and they couldn't shut it off, and the whole complex it was in just burnt down. Ugh,
0: it sucks. <clears throat>
2: Uh, next question is from full Rossi favorite unheralded penguins player of the Crosby and Malkin era
1: unheralded. I mean,
2: can you say Chris, can you say Chris Kunitz? I had him listed as one of two because I didn't know if you could count him as unheralded. Because I mean, my reasoning, my reasoning for wanting to think you could include him as unheralded is the complete nonsense when he made the Canadian Olympic team and people were so mad about it that he didn't deserve to be there. Yeah, um, I think my answer No, I'm not going best player. This, the question was favorite player. I'm probably going to say Mark Eaton.
0: That's a hell of an That's answer. That's a really good one. I'm gonna go with Hal Gill. It's a good answer too.
1: Um, Harold Priestley Gill III. I'll go Colby Armstrong. That's a good one too. He he was he was he because he was still doing he was still doing the, uh, cracking a guy as he comes from behind the net, which is now very very
2: much illegal. Yeah, that was that was a power move. And and it's and it's kind of cool that he ended up back here doing the local commentary despite having been traded out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, and he's he's yeah. also doing a really good job on Sportsnet as well. Yeah. Uh, Brad Smith asks, corn dog or regular hot dog on a bun?
0: Well, get your corn dogs out of here and flush them down the toilet. Disgusting.
1: <laughs> With you on that, Jesse.
2: Hot dog all the way. Disgusting. Uh, three for three. Uh... I can't remember this person's name. Uh, What's more important, a Gino bounce-back year or a Justin Schultz bounce-back year?
0: Gino. Gino, for sure. I agree with you, Pat, but, like, imagine this. Gino turns in the performance he did last year, okay? Let's say he replicates that, but Justin Schultz, like, goes north of 45 points. Yeah, yeah. And plays shut down D on the second pair.
2: Yeah the, the impact what's, like more, the, what's more impactful I was say the you know? impact that it would provide the team. I think right. I think though like
1: I think a lot of us got caught up in how well Justin Schultz played the last couple of years. That like in no way was Justin Schultz a detriment in the last season and a half, and neither was Gino. <clears throat> neither was Gino, but. When this team is at its absolute best, Evgeny Malkin is just an absolute
0: force. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> like so, like, like so. That's a good. That's why it's a good question. Like so, <laughs> if, if
1: Justin Schultz doesn't like quote unquote have a bounce back year, if he if he comes back to the mean a little bit and just plays better, all the better. If Gino has a season that he had last year and doesn't bounce back, I think it's a little more detrimental
2: to the success of the team. Morgan asks, most overrated Pittsburgh food? I'm going to answer first, so neither of you steal my answer. I'm going to say Eaton Park.
0: Okay, I just want to time out real quick, because if we're going to talk about Pittsburgh food, we got to talk about something I'm very sentimental about. Okay. I want to give a shout-out and a rest in peace to lydia's in the strip yeah oh lydia's yeah the pasta trio you could go there for lunch you could pay like a very reasonable amount of money to get a never-ending pasta trio all the pasta was made that day all fresh
2: and it was like pennies on the dollar compared to what you'd pay on the dinner menu
0: oh my gosh it was was, that's probably why they're closing
2: yeah (laughs) You you ruined it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, well, I, I single-handedly might have put him out of business, buddy. <laughs> let me tell you now. So. <clears throat> uh, Overrated Pittsburgh food. Can- Permanis, bro. Yeah, yeah, Permanis.
1: Well, I'll give that same answer with a caveat.
0: Oh, I'm tempted to go Pamela's. Ooh, I'm tempted to I go Pamela's. jump through this
1: goddamn laptop, oh, Jesse. Tempted I will to do go it. Pamela's. Anyway... I will give the Primani's answer with a caveat. Panelist.
2: <laughs> I'm changing my answer. I will,
0: I will, my answer. I will
1: turn this fucking podcast around, I swear to God.
0: Eat it to Lucas.
1: That's like asking me to pick between
0: kids. They're both so good. You made me do it earlier. <laughs>
1: But anyway, no, I mean, Permanis is good. I like it. It's just like after you have it a couple times, the shine goes away.
2: Well, I also to chime in would mention that there are a ton of other good things on Permanis menu other than their sandwiches. Dude, Permanis pizza, unbelievably pizza, underrated. Their appetizers are all very good. Not gonna get a disagreement out of me. Yeah. Uh, Next question, do you think Dominic Cahoon will improve and where will he end up? He seems to be a disappointment and overrated.
0: What you just
2: said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard.
1: At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Next question.
2: Uh, it's from Johan. Which Wilkesbury player are you most excited for? My, so, so now, does, does this mean are we most excited for in Wilkesbury, or excited for one of them to be called
0: up? I would say it's open to your interpretation.
1: Okay. I would say so. my initial answer would have been Marino, but he's going to make the team out of camp, so.
2: Yeah, Go, Kalen Addison.
0: He's in Lethbridge. Yeah, oh, he ain't coming. He,
2: he, he was back at junior. <laughs> I I missed that.
0: I talked about it earlier. Jeez, hate
1: to see it. You hate to see it. <sighs> um, Jordy. Yeah. Adam Johnson. Well, he's hurt. Yeah, but when he gets healthy.
0: Mm, true
2: so uh here's a good tie-in with the next question from matt schaefer shout out again thanks uh, matt what <clears throat> what players slash picks are you willing to part is with in order to remove jack johnson from this team um my answer i'm gonna piggyback off of a tweet from i'm not gonna say his name because he doesn't really post his name publicly um his handle is 404 response code yeah good good good, um, good account his his thought on this was anything outside of Bellarive, Ligari, Pullen, or Hollander.
1: You remember the, uh, remember the Chappelle show sketch Black Bush, where he pulls the boom mic down and screams into it. Mm. I will trade the first round pick <laughs> to get rid of Jack Johnson.
0: <laughs> I'm not like I'm not trying to give up like. Kiara, Olivia Joseph.
1: Oh, oh! I, I don't mean a first
2: round pick. There, no, are.
0: really. You know, I'm just Brian Russ.
2: I feel, I feel like it's, it's more gonna be your Brian Russ type, your Zach Aston Reese type. Well,
0: yeah.
2: I think,
1: I think Zach Aston Reese is kind of the dark horse that they can move to get rid of Jack Johnson because. As good as is as Zach Aston Reese is and can be, I think you can really sell another GM on the magic beans of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not that's not me undercutting him. I think he does have a lot of upside and potential. I just think you can really convince another GM to say, "Hey, if you take Jack Johnson off our hands, we'll give you Zach Aston Reese, and he's got a future ahead of him."
2: Yeah, and I feel like I feel like the trade quote-unquote to happen it'll be like those two plus a pick for a lower pick back and some ahl guy i don't know i'm all right with that Uh, i got two more andy asks what should the alcohol menu at a jack quote jack johnson doesn't play in pittsburgh anymore party b
0: Like a good whiskey with a little ginger beer, lemonade, and honey. So a Jack Johnson and ginger. I didn't even intentionally do that. That was well done. Yeah. I just also love ginger ale (laughs) (laughs) or ginger beer for that matter. Ginger beer is good. Ginger beer,
1: very – and we're getting to that time of year too where ginger beer is going to be very worth drinking.
0: Oh, buddy, we're never never not in that time.
2: (laughs) Dude,
1: holidays for whiskey
2: ginger beer, all
0: night. What else you got, Mike?
2: Uh, Matt Cause asks, after Sid's Ramuski number retirement, it got me thinking, what Penguins numbers will be retired in the next 10 years? Will we finally get to see number 68, 87, and 71 almost certainly – and question marks for fifty-eight and 29
1: 29 Twenty-nine's certainly going to get retired. I don't have any. Yeah, I,
0: doubt.
2: I don't think 87 so.
0: Eighty-seven and seventy-one.
2: I say eighty-seven and seventy-one. Maybe sixty-eight.
0: That's yeah, I don't see. I don't see the sixty-eight coming anytime soon.
1: I don't think it's going to be any time like in the next five years. But and part of that is just because he's still playing hockey, quote unquote, professionally, and scoring goals. But yeah, but I you can tell like especially with the 50th anniversary documentary where he came back and talked, that fences have been mended. Like, yeah, like 68 is gonna get retired. Like I think so. I honestly think 68 is an unspoken retired number in the Pittsburgh organization. Like they don't give it to anybody. That if anybody ever requested it, they're gonna tell them no. Guess again. Pick another one. And I, I do think they are going to
2: retire Flurry's number just because. That's all I got. There were some good ones.
0: Yeah. No, that was good. It's good to be back, gentlemen. It is. It's great. Um, I'm sure we're all going to write about something someday. So be on the lookout for all that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back uh, again very soon. Yeah. Um, with more Dying Alive. See ya!